Hey, just a quick note of solidarity to the people in the protests um, across the nation. Um, remember George Floyd. And um, yeah, it's a really insane and crazy time we live in. And um, just it's disheartening the response. Uh, that Not surprising, but disheartening. And um, yeah, just a note of solidarity that uh, like we support you, stay safe, and... Um, this episode was recorded back in May, and is about the 90th birthday of Sondheim, which uh, was a very silly and over-the-top emotional Broadway event, and just doesn't seem very plugged into how strange the reality of what we're dealing with is. And uh, But we're going to still put it out. We know nobody listens to this, but it just felt important to say something, because it's just un not unprecedented, but it's just, like, a really emotional time. Um, and, yeah, um, just stay safe, everybody, and, uh, yeah, here's the episode. Oh, that makes me jealous like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. No, I had this whole bit rehearsed in my head, my dude. I'm sitting there. I was sitting there last night, and you know what I thought to myself? I said, you know the only thing I hate more than myself? People who are more successful than me. <laughs> and you know what? It's a hard life hating everybody. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's not a good way to live. It really it, takes the years off. It's some sort of weird shot in Freud because I don't feel good when they do badly. I just feel bad when they do well. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. That's a, okay. Welcome to Sorry Grateful, everybody. Chris was doing their homework uh, right up until the last minute. And... Uh, yeah, um, yeah, holy cow, um, I just finished the 90th, what did I even just see? Maybe we should... It's a lot, it's a lot. Help, I need help. So, I took notes. You took notes? I oh took, my god, yeah. I took mental notes. I meant to mm. take physical notes and then I didn't, uh, because, you know, that's how I am. Hello, everybody. We it's gave been ourselves a yeah, we we gave ourselves the homework. We were like we should do this again. Yeah, we want to start doing podcasts again. It just seemed like a nice thing to do. Like we're locked in our house zoom zooming everybody under the sun anyway. May as well. Yeah. Right? So we uh we as as a as a launching point, as a jumping off point, we gave ourselves the homework of watching the uh the 90th and a uh, fucking, you know, the Sondheim the 90th birthday concert, birthday. which, yeah. you know, you'd think we'd have watched anyway, but it's, it's like two fucking hours, and like, it's who, a long time. who has it's the time big, in this pandemic? It's a huge, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also like, I think I knew it was going to just be a lot. Yeah, that was my thing, it's like, I sat down to watch it, and I was like, I don't want to do this. And Jim's was like, oh, I don't want to feel. Why are you doing this then? And I, I was don't like, Because feel. I want to do this. I just don't want to two hours do this. Like, I don't, oh I don't want to. It was like, so I started it up, and let me just pull up my notes to remember what happened. So it starts with Stephen Schwartz, who I don't care at all about. Like, I mean, he's great, he's done great musicals, but like, he just looks like Scott Bakula, or like, <laughs> a weird Han Solo impersonator, That's who like, fair. plays piano weirdly good. 
And, like, I don't know, he's just got this, like, presence. And uh, he played the prologue to Follies, which is, again, a show I don't really love. And, like, I don't know. Like, it was fine. I was, like, rolling my eyes. I'm like, this is going to be so Broadway. It's going to be so extra. And then it went straight into the overture for Merrily We Roll Along. That was so great. It was great, and it was super cute, but it, again, I was like, this is going to be so Broadway, like, when's the shoe going to drop? And then it went into the Sutton, Sutton Foster, um, there won't be trumpets, anyone can whistle, and I just, like, I was losing it. I was like, we were watching that together. Yeah. Because we, yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, this is fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know, just like, once that moment hit, I was like, well, once that moment hit and we got over the Neil Patrick Harris hump, as I like to call it. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic. He's but great. It's like, he's great. Yeah, it was just a, yeah. an odd choice. It was an odd choice. An odd choice. Yeah, they did a lot of, like, flipping agendas in this, in this, uh, in this, uh, They did uh, do that a fair number of concert. times. And I have, yeah. I have other words about Sondheim gender flipping, but, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different story. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I don't know, like, highlights for me were, um, like, really watching, I really liked the Katrina Lank Joanna. I, I liked it a lot. I loved the I guitar accompaniment. The, the guitar was fantastic. I felt weird yeah. about the way she made certain words with her mouth. Yeah, well, so, like, and the other thing is there are some people who sang very honestly, who just, like, sang into their computer, and then there are other people who I suspect... This person, uh, Katrina Lank, I suspect Katrina was one of them who, like, did a lot of production on yeah. their song. I think some people knew they were going to do some production. Like, Randy Rainbow always does a ton of production on his songs. So who he, is Randy he Rainbow? He has, like, this whole YouTube channel, and then, like, his partner knows Steven Sondheim or something? I uh, can't speak to that, but I know he does know Steven Sondheim, like, through various people and they have yeah. met, like, they do know each other. Um, but he does like, uh, internet wanted, parody song videos. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to support that, and I enjoyed it very much. Let me start that over. I wanted to enjoy that, and I wanted to revel in the camp of it. Yeah, it was but very I camp. Couldn't, I couldn't, like, I couldn't stop getting over the fact that, like, it's really creepy to watch someone lip sync without any of the physicality of singing. Yeah. Like, it, it I know had what you no... Mean. Yeah. I also felt like uh, Michael Cerverus was doing that. Is that... A, I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, no, you're totally right. It when, was like when 100%. He did... his, his mic in that room was completely different than 100%. his recording of that and song. And he did, he did um, Finishing the Hat, yes, right? Yes, and he was very Which, good. His voice was gorgeous, and I didn't watch that one. I had that one muted. Oh. So, or I had that one not muted. Oh, you, <laughs> you didn't watch it. You one, heard it. I heard didn't it. Watch it. Yeah, Got I it. heard it. Um, but the Mandy Patinkin um, lesson My number heart. eight. Holy crap! Like, Someone that pointed out have... that the only two people who sang a cappella were Mandy and Bernadette, and it was yeah. like, yeah, it was good that they did that. Yeah. Um, that was unbelievable. That was just so wonderful. I also really loved The Miller's Son. I love that song. I loved that. Yeah, that yeah, was Yeah, that was really good. Lin-Manuel Miranda, get off the stage. Go home. Stay home somewhere. You have like, Hamilton, okay? You've done you're so important. many you things. You have Hamilton. You're in movies. Sing your own goddamn musical. <laughs> no, he was fine. It, singing is not, in particular, his, his strength. 
No. He yeah. sings fine. He's, he like, sings he sings fine. perfectly it's just, well. It's yeah. just like this was a smorgasbord of amazing singers. And yeah, like well, so anybody who didn't quite live up, so like I was I was definitely really disappointed in Josh Groban. Yeah, yeah. I, so what were like, you disappointed little, about? I don't know. Children will, will listen was okay. I don't think he understood the context of the song. Yeah, I that through I his felt voice. that and then not while I'm around. Yeah, but I did make I, sense in a deep man's voice. It just like it's very strange. The the yeah, whole tone of it is totally different. Yeah. If yeah, it's like this true. man saying he's gonna protect you and not like this little boy. <laughs> yeah, that's or, that's like, fair. It's a lot more like, condescending. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes Toby is played as like an adult who's just like a little slow. A little slow, but like He's still, like, a full-on tenor. Like, nobody's, like, bringing, like, a rich, baritone, sonorous quality to Toby that's not generally how it's done. And that's, like, interesting. Is he a tenor? He really sounds, like, deeper than a tenor. He does, and I feel like he must have taken it down. Yeah, he must have taken it down. But, like, I I agree. I think that song has, like... But, like, that song in context has a lot of fear behind it. And, like... I don't know, it's like, yeah, something's lost if it's sung from, like, a strong, dignified place. It just doesn't quite work. Like, like Toby is, like, not in control of the situation in that show. No, he's trying... And, like, trying... is trying to assure Mrs. Lovett. But Toby thinks that he knows everything that's going on and doesn't. And, and thinks certainly this song Mrs. Very Lovett earnest. is, like... Yeah. Not she has no idea what's going on. He's gotta he's gotta step up and like right. Uh, I yeah. thought the uh, the it takes two was pretty. Yeah, good. Yeah, that was really cute. Yeah, the baker was super good. Yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, Ben Platt. He was the um, original dear Evan Hansen. He was Evan Hansen. I don't know who that is. Oh, that's like a really famous musical hmm. from wow. the past couple of years. He was also in Pitch Perfect. That's a true statement. Wild. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he was very good. Uh, she yeah, was good. And that brings us up to, like, the back end, which, like, Someone in a Tree. Oh. Freaking amazing. Oh. That was amazing. That was, was so lovely. It was so good. And that song's incredible, and the performances were just astounding and so playful and so full of joy. Yeah. Um, And that was, yeah, I just can't, I can't applaud that enough. That was amazing. Send in the Clowns was really nice. You it joined nice. me for that yeah, I when did. I was watching that just now. Uh, children in Art. I really liked. Yeah, who sang that? Art. That was Melissa Erico. Um, that was really good. I thought a lot about that song while sh- while it was being sung, like because yeah. I just kept like going back to the Bernadette Peters recording and just getting really lost in the like nuance of that interpretation just really lost in like how like every single thing that Bernadette Peters is saying like feels like it's a long rambling song and yet she's so committed to like each line yeah absolutely and so was so was Melissa Erico but like yeah. interesting tidbit uh, I noticed a book on uh, Melissa Erico's shelf behind her that said Irish erotic art yes and I just wanted to <laughs> I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. I, I had a few. So there were some people who were proud of their bookshelves, and yes. there were some people who were incredibly nervous and looked like they took everything off their bookshelf. Like Meryl Streep's Meryl yeah. Streep's bookshelf, bare bare as a bone. That's like where she just, keeps the pornography for sure. Yeah, that like. was her porn room. 
<laughs> He's like, what else would I need two monitors for? Uh, <laughs> like, uh, but, like, yeah, and then I saw a lot of finishing the hats and a lot of, like, uh, books from Sondheim musicals that had been very thoughtful Yeah, finishing the hat made a couple appearances. Yeah, you were pointing those out. To, Raul Esparza was He's really great. great. He was fantastic. He's fucking um, great. I'd more like Tick Tick Sondheim. I don't know. That's not even a reference. Nobody knows Anyone that Anyone can boom. Anyone can boom whistle. <laughs> boom clap the sound of my Sondheim. That's a good Charlie XCX mashup. Um, All right. So, and then... Oh, I really love the Buddy's Blues. I, I love that it. song. Oh, I skipped, skipped it. it. I, love I know. That song. I know. I well, like I know the Mandy Patinkin so, version. It's so stupid, but I love it. I skipped Flag Song, The Boy From, and Buddy's Blues. Oh, really? Yeah, those yeah. are those are ones that you could skip. The Boy From's I just, cute. But I like, just like I don't know. Like I'll look, I'll go back for him. I'll go back for Flag him. Flag Song was fine. It was cut. From I don't the show. like assassins. I like moments from assassins. But then, ladies who lunch. Unreal. Audrey McDonald, man. Yeah, crushed it. And it's like, we sat through Christine Bransky and Meryl Streep, who were great. But then we get to like, it's like, whoa, someone's going to actually sing this one. Whoa, Holy really cow. singing. Yeah. And then you like, you felt them step it up when she, yes. when she yes. like, came into the song. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, we're all really singing. I felt that, a little yeah. bad because like, Meryl really committed to like shaking that drink. Yeah, I kind of like that I didn't, No, I love it, but, like, this weird thing happens to me where when I'm keeping a rhythm for something, I can't be as playful with my vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because like I feel like singing. they have to mm-hmm. sync up. And mm-hmm. I feel like she was, like, very hyper-focused on making sure totally. everything really sank up, sank, synced up while she was, like, <laughs> while she was doing that. And the second she put it down, I feel like she, like, her performance really freed up. And I was like... It was a cool thing. I like that you did it, but like it was a cool choice. I mean, like I, it's it's really tough because like everybody did the same things. Yeah. Everybody like everybody's Broadway house looked the same. Everybody, you know, like some people tried to put up blankets to like dampen the sound a little bit, but like everybody, it, the aesthetic was very consistent the whole way across. And I can understand that. Yeah, but and it's what like, I'm yeah. what I'm learning is that um, these people have a lot of money. Yeah, they were very rich. And I'm, yeah. I've, yeah, I feel like I've been misled. You know, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like they all want to act like they're the struggling artist, and then you've got Neil Patrick Harris in his personal cathedral. Yeah, like, the Church of Neil like, Patrick Harris. What the hell was that? Really That's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, NPH. Yeah, and then we get to the end. We get to. Um, the, you know, the last four songs, which uh, I skipped the last one, so really the last three, but like Move On, which has to happen and it has to happen near the end. And it was Jake Gyllenhaal and Anna Lee Ashford. And I think that's the pair that I saw yeah, when I they went were up and the, saw them on they the, were the revival. limited run revival. Oh, it was incredible. It was so good. That was like March of like, what, 2015, 2016? 2016. 2016, yeah. That was unreal. Um, it's funny because I don't like Jake is not a great singer. He's a totally serviceable singer, but like it's stuff like as a not fantastic singer myself, um, I could, there are moments when you can see his brain computing, changing positions. Mm. He's like, okay, I have to be up here now. I have to like move my whole body and architecture to like get this note. Whereas like, 
part of your job as a singing actor is to like make that effort emotionally contextualized. Like right. it's supposed to it's supposed to fit together. So if there's like effort there, you're supposed to experience that effort and like portray that effort but not think about that effort. Right. Um, it's supposed ideally. to be such a practiced thing that like you you do it without thinking about it. So it's not as like yeah, I kind of just change. I kind of want to just like real quick here. Um, let's jump into. Uh, no, that's not gonna work, dude. It's not gonna work. Um, Sondheim. Birthday. Here we go. Okay, so I'm just gonna play. <sighs> this one. I'm just gonna play a little yeah. clip it a clip of it, and I'm gonna edit it in because it is the moment that I'm thinking of is right here. Oh, you catch the light and the care and the feeling and the love yeah, he's just there he's just there Jake did an amazing job with the proximity he was working the camera he was like in it he was so emotive and so wonderful and then like I just had this thing of, like, when he went for that note, I could see him sizing it up. He's like, here's my moment. Here's where I have to show up. And I'm like, oh, poor buddy. Like, you just you just got to do it. You got to hit it. Don't think about it. Just, like, botch it. You know, go for it. And then that went into the Patti LuPone, which was beautifully understated. Perfectly yeah. so. In fact, like, uncharacteristically so, I feel like, for I her. I agree. Yeah, she was, that was tasteful AF. And she did Anyone Can Whistle from Anyone Can Whistle. And then they rounded it out with Bernadette Peters doing the other acapella piece, No One Is Alone from Into the Woods. Mostly the Cinderella part with a bit of, like, hybridizing things. Uh, yeah, it's the version of the song. It's, like, the song the way it appears in the vocal selections book. So they sort of, like, trimmed oh, cool. it. And they added an ending because that song actually doesn't resolve. No, it doesn't. They go right into the giant arriving, Yeah, right? so, like, yeah. she did the version that's, like, meant to be done as, like, a standalone solo piece. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, like, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. I just, I can't even, I just love Sondheim and, like... I think the thing that really moved me about Bernadette Peters' performance in particular was how she went directly from speaking to singing and then back to speaking. It was just like, it was like a moment in her kitchen with her that this could happen. It like, it seemed yeah. like she might just be like, oh, let me sing you this song and then sing it and go, yeah, I thought that'd be good. Like, yeah, and you're like, yeah. It was. Like, That's how the Mandy felt. The yeah. Mandy just felt like. Standing the in Mandy, a field with his dog. Well, and just like, and it felt like he was taking you on a walk and he was like, you know, this song I've sung a thousand times is having new meaning for me. And uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna show you what I mean. And it just felt like that. And yeah. it was it was just so beautiful. He was so and like the way he said Stephen takes he feels like Steve, he's my like it dark, takes my, the, darkness my darkness and he puts words to it and makes it beautiful. He's like he expresses it in ways I didn't know were possible. Yeah. And it's just like very true about the the emotional impact of Sondheim's lyrics because they're all they're all very good and very fun and very well constructed but then occasionally they just like they just come out of nowhere and destroy you. 
Because yeah. you feel like you feel seen by them. You mm-hmm. feel like the lyrics are calling you out. They're a call-out post. They really are. They really are. I had this moment during, um, I think, the Bernadette Peters. Witches can be right. Giants can be good. You decide what's right. You decide what's good. And it breaks the rule of the entire show. And just like, it is like someone just like took your world that you was already falling apart and it's just like, you got responsibility, you have to like, and like, and it is devastating. It's just, and empowering and also horrifying. And, and like, in both of those situations in the show, like, that's being said by the baker to Jack, who are up in the tree getting ready to attack the giant. And then that's being said from Cinderella to Little Red um, and the baby, um, the baker's son, who, or I forget whether it's the son or not, but the baker's baby who, like, the the baker's wife had just passed or gotten crushed by the giant. And, like, it's just, it, it's it's a moment where, like, you're being talked to directly in the audience via these, like, yeah. um, like avatars or whatever you want to call it, these access points. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's unreal. It's just unreal. And it does feel like being called out. Like, every single part of the show feels like that. And there's such, like, that show is just incredible. Because, like, I was thinking about, like, the Meryl Streep clip from the movie of her doing, um... Stay with me. Yeah. And she really sells the acting on it and sings it beautifully. The thing that just, like, blows my mind about that song is there's a purity of emotion to it that is so unmitigated and so, like, strong in voice. It's just unclever. It doesn't have anything else going on. No, it's just, unguarded. That, it's it's totally... unguarded. It's uncontrived. And just, it's this standing moment of, like, pure emotion in this show that's very contrived. Um, and it hits much like that line hits. That show does such a good job of making you feel safe in the structure of the show. And then also just taking that away. Um it's just something else. It's just beautiful. It really is. I, it's I just... sound like Marie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so interesting because that that sort of riff that the that it comes in on, ball boom, 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 boom. Yes, bum, yes. Is mm-hmm. such yeah. like a weird dissonant chord, and there's so much going on in it, and that's what's typically sort of happening under the witch mm-hmm. up to that point. Um, and then you're about to find out what matters to the witch. Right, excepting, excepting uh, Our Little World, which is a, is a weird song. It's not actually good for the flow. Yeah. It's just not I good see, for the flow of the I show. I see why it was removed originally. Yeah. It's... And then and then we added it back in when we did it in high school, and we just shouldn't have done it. Well, it's, I it's think nice. it got added back in in the revival, and I think the version we were doing was the, was the, revival, the revival version. version. I just, like, I don't like it. It's just not good. It's too much of a block. It's too much of, like, an energy suck. It just happens. Yeah. And it also, I think, damages a little bit that that big reveal for the witch. Yeah, I agree. Where she suddenly... um, Yeah, uh, the witch being a bit, like... The witch being a bit untouchable is, like... 
is useful. Yeah. Just like the narrator. There's two people who seem to be breaking the rules on a regular basis, and that's the narrator and the witch, and there's something to that. Yeah. It's like, I have this feeling that nobody agrees with, and that's fine, um, about Les Mis, that On My Own is not a song to be belted all the way through. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and almost nobody really agrees with that. Everybody thinks it's like this big belting song. But um, to me, it is your first moment of vulnerability in Eponine. And mm-hmm. I think it makes her her death scene more powerful. Because if her death mm-hmm. scene is the first moment of vulnerability you see, then she's only vulnerable because she's dying. Right, right. And so if you see that there's so much more gentleness under the surface that she wanted to show and didn't get to show right. to anybody in her life, then that her finally showing that gentleness as she's dying is even more impactful. And that's just Yeah. But no, like, I agree with you. But I feel that way about Our Little World and like Our Little World's a silly song and so like it's it's the witch is still very much sort of in a character and being like, oh everything's great. I love my daughter and totally. whatever. Yeah, my uh my lovely cat believes that if she acts like an impoverished 17th century peasant, uh, I'll <laughs> forget that she just finished the food, bowl of food she has and is not, in fact, a starving waif um, <laughs> and is fine. <laughs> that's that's really funny. Yeah. Um, so where were you? You were talking about the witch. Yeah. No, I just think the, the gentleness... And I think the juxtaposition of her harshness and gentleness in Stay With Me is, like, really important to the story. Agreed. And she's never actually that gentle again until children will listen. Well, she's not gentle in that song. She's abusive. She shows tenderness to, like, keep Rapunzel chill, but she's just, like, flipped in and out of, like, an abuse cycle. Yes. She literally has her locked in a tower. I agree. But much like... Much like any, what, what, any no, of no, 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 she's no. very me, afraid. Like, it, it's no, all no, no, stemming yeah. from her th- fear. But, but that's the thing. Gentle's the wrong word. There's, like, she's not gentle. She's, she's not, totally yeah, no, no, no. She's not forceful being and, gentle to Rapunzel. That's not what I mean. But you're seeing, what, what you're seeing is true fear that she's experiencing. Right, and so, so you're what, seeing a, a... A vulnerability. Right, and a which, less harsh exterior. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on that. On the, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, well, speaking of like things that like brought about big feels, I want to show you something because I have a feeling you didn't watch it. The video I'm showing Miranda is Charlie XCX's music video for the song Forever, which came out back in April. It's a really like warm and fuzzy, nostalgic pop song thing, but it's also like showing a lot of different clips of people, and is almost made primarily of like I think. YouTube clips that were submitted or something like that and uh, yeah it's just really heartwarming lots of like really tender moments between people and like yeah I urge you to go check it out it's a really cool video and that's what we're talking about here right back to the show that was awesome I'm so glad yeah I really liked it very much Um, yeah what are your first impressions it's really like pretty and like boppy and like yeah Something that just hits me is the video is incredibly good it is, at like and so augmenting many cute the emotion. Yeah, there's so many cute animals, and that's why I want to bring you. So like, um, that's why I want to bring you to this comment. We're here for this. Can you read it? This video is an absolute. Ma- oh, OMG! No, my dog that. is in this. Oh, 
This yeah, one, OMG, my dog is in this. She, she passed, passed away, away five, five years, years ago, ago, but she lives on in this video. <laughs> uh, yeah. My heart. Yeah. It was, it was really, it's, and like, the funny thing is, is I think to me, it's like something about the video is like such a tease of like all the things that we can't do right now in a way that's like celebrating uh, what we once could do or yeah. something in a way that just feels really hopeful. Um, and then like the song is a breakup song, which is really funny, but then that lyric, um, the, you know, the, I will always love you, all of you forever, even when we're not together, like that lyric just hit, and like I know, you know we will see each other like yeah that's I know like, in the future that we will see each other cold just like December which is like that's a totally Charlie lyric that's just like pure cold just like December is like very Charlie but I think like what's really impressive is like that was the first song she's releasing for an upcoming album and it's just like that lyric is pulling double duty right now yeah. it's just like yeah that whole uh it's just it's like, I know it's just pop. It's the same as, like, theater kids. It's like, you know, we all think theater's the most important thing, but, like... And then the other thing is, like, I it always makes me really happy. That sounds A.G. Cook as fuck, like, the producer. And there's a thing that he does where he does a lot of extra sort of, like, auto-tuned column responses with Charlie's own voices mm -hmm. in the backgrounds. And just to hear him doing that so playfully... Um, it's like hearing both of them in the same room in a way that like just makes me really yeah. happy. Yeah, it's really interesting because a lot of like the sort of like hyper pop and meta pop that I listen to is like really internet informed. Uh, you know, like 100 Gex, especially Charlie XCX, anything PC music is really uh, internet aware it, to the point where like 100 Gex's first show ever was performed on Minecraft. So when they had to return to the Minecraft stage oh, wow. because of quarantine, it was already familiar. It was not novel at all. Minecraft, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So some part about it is like speaking to an isolation that we all like weirdly readily accepted. Um, but like something about it to me is just like hardening. I don't know. It's like somebody like finds a lot of connection on the internet and a lot of feeling of connection on the internet, even though, like, I myself am not, like, the most active in internet communities or even social media. Like, some aspect of knowing what the internet is and how it's, like, holding on to everything for us and the fact that this video was made out of that, it just really hits hard. It's like... Yeah. I often think to myself, like, thank God we have these pictures. Or thank God I, like, have this recording of so-and-so's voice. Like, thank God... You know, like... Mm -hmm. This video really did a good job of, like, capturing that feel. And also from, like, a technical perspective, it was, like, it did a lot of carrying motion from one clip yeah, to another. Yeah, really impressive. And just like, the spinning drawing, phones. Yeah, and drawing all those threads through to, like, connect all this disparate media is, like, you know, that's something I have a huge soft spot for because I feel like it's just, it is the, it is what we are left to do with our art right now at all, even before quarantine, like, it's, to me, is like, it is what we're here to do, um, and I think about the books, the books are that, yeah, the books for sure. are sifting through all the media and content that we made, and now, the books caught it at a moment when there was still little enough content that you could do things the way the books were doing it, but now it's going to be stuff like, you know, a random picture of your dog will end up in a Charlie XCX video, yeah. like, um, and that is in some ways incredibly sad that that's what we're left with, that it's so corporate. And in other ways, like 
there's beauty to it. There's mm. disgusting, gross beauty to it that's just like, well, we already sold our souls. We may as well enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Hey, everybody. Sorry, Grateful. Yeah, we're um, back. We're back. Yeah, we're at it again. Sorry, Grateful. At home edition. Like before. <laughs> just like before. <laughs> nothing really changed. You can find us at sorrygrateful.com, I think. And like, you know, at sorry underscore grateful on Twitter. That's true. That Twitter exists. Yeah. We're going to try and pick it back up probably every other week at first. But just, you know, check your podcast apps. You know, come say hello. Drop us a line. Um, we miss you. And stay safe. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>